is the Toddcast, a podcast that I, a guy named Todd, record while I drive to or from work, talking about a variety of things. There are no scripts, no show notes, just me chatting while I commute, so you can sit back and enjoy the ride. Hello and welcome to the Toddcast. Uh, Eric and I got together and talked some more Star Wars, and we decided that... Uh, since it's normally about a commute's worth to talk about an episode rather than do two commutes and have one mega episode of Star Wars, we decided to actually split it up. So um, today we're going to talk about uh, episode five of The Mandalorian, and we'll have episode six for you next week rather than two for one. And just so everyone's on the same page, because, uh, you know, the the titling sequence that I've had for these episodes has been, you know, we spoil Star Wars episode two, which was actually about three and four got confusing. I'm just going to call this spoiling Star Wars episode five. So they at least sync up until I decide that, you know, we want to mess up that rotation and screw things up more, which I reserve the right to do so. But uh, enough of that nonsense. Here's to uh, Eric and I geeking out like uh, the dorks that we are over uh, the Star Wars franchise. And here we go. So Eric, what did you what what did you think about uh, the Mandalorian episode five? Todd, I was um, very excited, and it's the nostalgia kicked in. So I, I know I don't know where people fit in this, but I was very happy to be back on Tatooine. And as soon as that you know, as soon as the intercom came on, I'm like, yes, this is going to be fantastic. So I was very very happy and i like what they did with the place in a weird sense <laughs> okay how, how so well i i mean like you could tell it's been years right you know like right, right. off the get-go it wasn't as hopping as you know as in episode four I, I think that was the last time we no, we saw tatooine in, in return of the jedi right but we just didn't get to moss eisen's right we did we did get to go hang out with java for a while right. um but so like when you go there, just, you know, in episode four, it seemed like there was things moving. There were stormtroopers everywhere and stuff. And it just seemed this time it was a little bit more dead. You know, there was less activity. And I don't know if they just went on like a slow day. I mean, you know, when it, it might have been a Tuesday as opposed to a Saturday, right. you know, right. but but overall, you could tell the, the it was a different vibe. So I, I just appreciated that small little touch of it being a little different. What was your overall thoughts? Um, I mean, there's a certain part of me that where it was good. It was good to go back to Tatooine. Um, you know, it's familiar. I, I kind of figured it was just a matter of time. Um, you know, everybody ends up on Tatooine at some point or another. I'm kind of surprised they've never gone there. Um, in the most recent trilogies, I guess Jakku kind of got everybody's Tatooine fix taken care of. I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and you know, I haven't seen the new one yet. Um, I got tickets for Friday, but you know, maybe they'll they'll do a quick pit stop at Tatooine to, you know, complete the cycle. Um, I I can kind of I can kind of take it either way. Um, like I said, I kind of figured it was somewhat inevitable that it was gonna, that they were going to show up on Tatooine at some point. Um. But at the same time, I, I am a person who has a certain opinion that, you know, it's a whole galaxy. There are a crap ton of systems out there. Why is Tatooine, which is supposed to be this, you know, out of the way armpit of the universe, so dang prominent? 
But at the same time, I don't really care that much. Like, you know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna grumble and and, and groan and bitch about it too much because I I it worked, you know. I, yeah, um, I think I mean maybe maybe that you know um, it is you know they say it's for like criminals and so forth. Maybe that's just like it has a reputation, you know, of that. So it, it, you know maybe it, since it's not the biggest, in, like I'm sure there's it cities is in the outskirts. Yeah. yeah, you know, there's probably cities in the United States that are known for like, hey, this is this is why you go there. You know, um, and the biggest ball of twine in Minnesota, you know, like, you know, right. So if, if you're a big twine ball lover, you, you go there. And maybe since these guys are all giant, um, you know, they know that there's really not going to be type of, um, you know, I guess, imperial forces or republic there. You know, basically, they don't have to worry about the police. So yeah. that could no, that could be, you know. Exactly. So, I mean, I, when he landed, I thought that was cool. Um, it was nice little throwback with those little droids. What, what, um, I guess what movie or what, what would they work on? Was that in the, the very first movie they were working on stuff? There's a little like, um, yeah, the pit droids. Yeah. Yeah. They, and, they were, they were all over the, um, the, the, the pod, pod race sequence. The, that's it. They, okay. They work. That's on what the, I, the I knew. I saw them somewhere. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, so that that was cool, you, you know. They're little fold up mechanics, so that that made perfect sense, you know. I I, I can get behind that. Yeah, so I mean, and obviously he has something against droids, which we we soon start finding out. What what yeah. um, what do you think? I mean, to me it was just like, all right, if somebody's offering to to fix my ship and stuff, I you know, to be truth be told, I'd, I I would want like it to be done quickly. And probably right. more fish, more efficiently and cheaper. And he's just like, nah, you know, don't don't let him touch it. So that um, so he was opting for. So he must have some serious beef with droids. Yeah, well, I mean, I I can't speak for him personally because they've not really revealed the specifics for him yet. Uh, and I'm kind of curious to hear what those are too. But sort of in universe, there there are two key drivers behind, you know, a bunch of droid hate. Um, and I guess pre prequels, like when they were, when they were putting out, you know, comics and books and stuff, but before the the first three episodes came out, um, the main rationale was, um, uh, it, it was, it, it was sort of labor based. Like, yeah, you can, you can buy a droid okay. and you can do all of these things for you, but you're, it, the, the sentiment was, you know, you're putting someone out of a job by doing that kind of a thing. Like, um, mm-hmm. and, and there were a lot of people who were pretty anti-droid, uh, because of that. Like, it's like, like okay, you, you know, in this, in this case, you know, um, Hey, yeah, you've got these three pit droids or you could have, you know, employed three, you know, actual mechanics, and fed their families you know what i mean that that's one take um and then you know the prequels came out and we come to find out that the whole clone wars was you know us versus a bunch of droids and that i suspect probably plays pretty heavily in that you know anyone who you know was around for the clone wars or remember you know knows about the clone wars is like yeah droids are a problem the, the whole galaxy kind of went to war <laughs> with these guys. Let's maybe have less. Um, um, 
Like, if you had any kind of assassin droid or combat droid or soldier droid, like, that was, like, super illegal. Um, IG-88 was kind of a uh, an outlier, and, and it, it, there's times where I still think, wow, it's kind of surprising that they let him on a, you know, an Imperial ship with the rest of the bounty hunters because they are so super against combat droids, you know. Fairly decent reasons, you know. But yeah, know it kind of makes sense. I mean, seeing the kind of damage, yeah, the damage that IG, uh, what it was, 12 or whatever in the beginning of this series, like you can see why uh, that would be uh, kind of fearful. Um, yeah. Which is really funny that, you know, like a lot of that kind of mirrors, mirrors real life. And I'm not going to get political, but like that stuff you, people talk about today, you know. Oh, um, yeah. Droids and, and these automations and stuff like that. So it's kind of kind of funny that, you know, they're bringing that in slightly if that's the tone they're going with, which I mean, oh, yeah. he just mentions he does like I didn't think of it much, you know, like don't let him touch, you know, my my ship. And then, of course, the lady. Now, here, here's my issue. All right. So, of course, we'll go back to the notion like I don't know their names, but um, right. the lady that was manning the ship had, said she had to do all this extra work. But then, you know, when you cut to her, she's playing with freaking Baby Yoda and she's playing, uh, you know, a game of poker or whatever, you know. Whatever they right. call it, I'm like, when did she actually physically work on this ship, or did we, or did they, like, we just lose two or three days, uh, where you know the Mandalorian was just kind of hanging out and walking around, where they just didn't show it, you know? But right, I, I think she was full of crap. I think I, I think the droids fixed it. <laughs> I, I, I think there's a fair chance of that. Um, I mean, and also, you know, between the time when he first left the ship and then went to the cantina and came back, I don't think she had time to do anything. You know what I mean? And she, that, yeah. Uh, you know, she found the child, and so I don't think much happened there. But you got to figure when they went, when they tore off on the speeder bikes, um, he was gone for like a day and a half, two days. So it's it's possible. I think she probably had to had had the droids, you know, at least pitch in. Um, but, yeah, you know. well, or at least babysit. The, the droids yeah. could have babysat. Yeah. What do you think about the cantina? So, like, I was, um, I was like partially, like, part of me wanted to hear the music. Like, I wanted to, <laughs> as soon as it walked in, I was like, yeah, this is, you know. And then part of me was like, yeah, I'm glad they didn't, you know, because like that right. was for their, you know, that scene, you know. Um, but I was very happy to see, you know, some creatures. It was definitely, um, you know, obviously they they let up on their droid policy, considering now they're definitely like manning the bar. I, I'm assuming, assuming this is the similar cantina, right? I mean, I don't know how many there were. Well, and um, I've kind of go, I've kind of gone back thoughts? and forth on that one in my brain also because, um, you know, Mos Eisley is like a major city, and and it's a major city, you know, known for, shall we say, uh, scum and villainy. That that is more than a one bar town. Yes, is all I'm saying. Mm. You know, so that okay. you know, it, 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 yeah. It, Again, if they went back to the exact same cantina they did in episode four, it's like, really, we couldn't have gotten a different cantina. However, I'm pretty sure that they did because looking at it like the entryway and like just the way it's laid out and all that stuff like yeah, that, that's 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 the same cantina. Um, you know, I think, yeah, it definitely. Well, it had the best reviews on Yelp. It definitely kind of shows. Well, I mean, that's that's what you do, um, you know. 
there 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 was the the whole comments for about you know who shot first um but they seem to have gotten past that yes. in the, you know yeah. five six years since so uh i'm i mean I, under new ownership clearly because um <laughs> clearly the whole no droids thing was was definitely you know an owner's situation i guess and here's the thing i can't remember from the lore that i i'd read if the cantina was an independent operation or if it somehow was you know a front or somehow related to jabba's criminal empire but if you're wondering Ah, why that place in particular was so dead main source of business in the area you know got choked by a princess five years ago like job is dead there's no like a lot of the reason why there was so much scum and villainy in moss Eisley was due to proximity to Jabba's palace um and you know big man goes away and all the the, the crime business goes with him they, they, there's a whole lot less incentive to hang out on the uh the dust ball um so I don't know if it's just times got lean and, and dude, you know, yeah, sold I, it to new owners or what, but those are the two things that sprung to mind when I saw, you know, droids work in the bar and like, like, cause there were like three or four droids in that scene. Like, it's not just like, Oh, a droid. Oh yeah. Here, it ain't no thing. It's like, Oh, there's an R5 unit and there's one 10 in bar and here's another one. Like, I got something. I got something. So I heard in a podcast that there was a prang mantis type beast or whatever that was originally supposed to be in the original cantina scene that there was, and there was like a species in this uh, episode, which I thought was a clever little Easter egg or throwback. Or if that is uh, indeed true, I thought maybe you would know, have you heard about this? Like um, this species that was actually thrown out of the original cut? Um, yes. And I've seen pictures. Um, are you asking me what, what, what that race is called no i mean if you know that that's fine but i'm just saying were you aware of this possible like uh tie-in or or a nice homage to the original because i love that kind of stuff the easter eggs. um i mean i there was definitely a bug bug type critter in you know that episode and there was definitely intended to be a praying mantis looking bug in episode four that i i i, I can't remember if it never was on the screen just because of the way it cut or there was something weird with the costume that it never made it to the final piece. But I remember that being a thing. I don't think they were the exact same. I'd have to, I'd have to pay closer attention um, on let's face yeah. what would be the third watching of that episode, which I'm happy to do. But uh, I guess I <laughs> yeah, well, make that well, you know, connection. Side by side. I'm sure there, there's a Google search. Well, I wouldn't have known at all. I just heard it from somewhere else and I thought maybe you were. Because I remember, you're, you know, when we talk about episode four, this is like height of your nerdiness. You know the creature's yes. names, and this yes. is where you were able to, you know, tell people at your at your college parties, you know, oh, yes. this is the species, and this is where they come from, and so forth. So those are the kind. All right, of college so if we move on beyond to. beyond that, well, I mean, that's the kind of college parties I'd go to to this day. Um, <laughs> And probably those that are listening to this probably can also relate. So I don't yeah. think we'll be getting shunned no. for for those type of uh, parties. Um, so we we meet uh, we meet the um, guy that wants to get into the guild, you know, right. and he is 
obviously a flawed character uh, right from the get-go. Looks looks like a hot shot. Then uh, talks with the Mandalorian, uh, and he's realized that he's a buffoon a bit. Um, yeah. What what's your general take on the whole synopsis of this episode, where they're going to catch um, a crazy, I, I guess, someone that used to work for the Huts, um, and the Mandalorian is solely doing this because he needs money to fix his ship. Correct. Right. I mean, that's 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 my take. Is he's on the run? Tatooine's a good place to get, get out of get out of sight. He got all blasted up in the beginning. He needs money to fix his ship. Yeah, that that's that's yeah. This this could very well have been a oh I forgot role playing game uh scenario that I could have run back in the day. Like this is this is yeah. this is this is you know quality side mission. Um, you forgot? Yes. Yeah. 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 No, I forgot the very beginning. You know, I have a little bit of qualms with uh, with the fact, like, all right, this guy's chasing him. That's cool. You know, it's obvious right. that, you know, Mandalorian's a decent enough pilot. He does a nice little trick, shoots him. Like, all right, he shoots him, and then it cuts away to the shot of the guy, like, screaming as he's getting, like, blown up. Why? why? You know? Like, why don't we just <laughs> blow the guy up? Because, I mean, I don't know. Do you, do you scream? I mean, I guess if you're get, getting, like, blown up and then like your ship completely explodes do you have time to like realize that that's happening and then when you do that do you just like scream at the top of your lungs before you do i don't know i mean it seems like that's like a going thing for star war guys you know i mean i think that's the thing they tell, do tell me is it, is it like a running joke that i'm not part of i okay i don't know i i, I honestly don't um because you're right you, you know i mean there's a common you know thing that some people you know have fits about it. there's no noise in space you couldn't hear the blasters you couldn't hear the explosions anyway which yeah yes that's true um you know they're in there for us the movie viewer you know what i mean um but i guess the part about the screen to me is is kind of twofold is one kind of to your point because because i gotta figure it goes a little something like this i'm in a ship i'm in combat i'm being shot at again there is no sound you know what I mean? Like lasers are going on all all around you. You're not hearing them. You might see flashes of light. Your sensors are probably going off, but it's not like you hear pew pew, you know, across the starboard bow and they're like, Oh, that's close. Unless you see it, right? Or unless one hits. One hits <laughs> yeah. I can see that making, you know, a kathunky noise, you know, whatever, and be like, Oh, oh crap, I've been hit. You know. But they invariably show the screaming face when you've been hit in such a way that you are now going to explode. And it's not like, oh, I've been hit and the thing's on fire and I have a few seconds before it explodes. It's this, 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 hit, explode immediately. Like, there's no time for you to even to, to scream. And even if you did, like, so it hits you, you explode. Where's the there, There's no time to scream. All right, I'm I'm glad you um, understand my frustration with this scene, because that was that was like I was like all right, I mean like I understand I'm being nitpicky, and or an annoying to some, but that was the one thing I'm like I don't know why we needed that guy screaming, you know just like blow him up and it would have been a lot cooler of a sequence, but hey there might be things you know I think if anything it's like a throwback to like the the X wings when like the guys were all getting blown up because that's that seemed to like happen every single time when oh, the no, guys that's... blew up. You that, know, it was just like the exactly, guy in the, in the in the ship. Oh, yeah, that's exactly what that is, in my opinion. Like, it's like, this is what Star Wars does, is if you're in, you know, a starfighter and okay. you're going to blow up, you're going <laughs> to scream first, 
And I would be curious, like, I don't know, I don't know this for sure. This is wild speculation on my part. I have no, no verifiable, you know, backup data for this. But I'm wondering if, because like the original Death Star trench scene, which, you know, is the granddaddy of the space battles and what everything else, you know, ends up getting kind of patterned after. When Lucas was putting that together, like he went into like old World War II movies, like from dogfights and stuff and World War yeah, One absolutely. movies. And like cut together that and like here's what I want it to look like. I wonder if in those old war movies, when a plane got shot and was about to go, there was a dude, you know, whoever the pilot was, would like scream as they're going down. To which that makes a Absolutely. Kind of that sense ha- you're right. That has to be it. World War One and Two I mean, we we had you know we had we had we had planes and stuff, but like our technology wasn't so much of a okay we shoot them twice they explode. It's you shoot them and they go down. And I can almost guarantee to you that if I was a pilot and I was you know over enemy territory and I got shot and I'm my I'm going to have to crash the sucker. I'm screaming my head off the whole way down. You know what I mean? It's a different situation. Yeah. But I think it might have gotten lost in sort of translation so to speak and that might be why that's in there yeah yeah it's it's actually a throwback I, so, to so old this is war a, this could be i believe that i believe that because i know i knew of that um you know that sequence of lucas doing that basically taking this right. old uh movie and so forth so that that would be like you know we could have uncovered the whole reason why that happened and it's a combination of lucas did it as a throwback or at least part of the sequence and from the original you know film and then this guy this is the, the director of this had to just basically do it i mean that's the only way it makes sense is I mean, like I think we're doing it because this is what star wars is even if it doesn't make sense you know like i think i think it is a star wars thing like i in in, in episode four they did a crap ton of it i it's i mean it's been a while since i've seen uh return of the jedi to remember if that happened a bunch in that particular sequence with the death star but i would be surprised if they didn't kind of feel like they would have the prequels most of the com most of the combat there were were with droids which wouldn't have screamed although i gotta think there's probably some yeah. Naboo person who got who was in one of their fighters and got shot you probably saw that like i think that's just part of the tradition now all right well i'd like to carry on that tradition every time i get a flat tire in my car, I'm just gonna scream at the top of my lungs as <laughs> as the car as the car grinds to a stop. I like it. I like it. Yeah, I thought the episode was fun for like just nostalgic purposes. I think it was pretty predictable. Um, I guess towards the end when there was you know the betrayal and all that jazz. Um, I guess that was you know I, I don't know. I, to me, I felt like it was gonna happen. You know, I didn't think oh, this guy it's... was gonna be you know his partner or anything like that. As as soon as as soon as as soon as Mando took off, and the two of them and and the two of them were left behind, and as soon as she started talking and he didn't immediately tell her you know make her shut the hell up, I'm like oh this is gonna happen, rookie yeah. boy is gonna do some do something stupid, and she's either gonna get away or get the better of him or he's gonna do something weird and this is just not gonna end well, because yeah that's yeah you know. Rookies are easy to call well, that, I mean, when you're a, when so, you're a so, veteran and you yeah. you tell them what you know that they want to hear. And, you know, 
And it's fine. It all yeah. worked out. So I um, think that. Yeah. I don't think. Um, I don't think. I mean, the episode was fine in my opinion. I thought it was. You know, I enjoyed. I enjoyed the most Eisley's portion of it. I enjoyed mm-hmm. the little little scene in the cantina. I thought the interaction with the, um, the mechanic and, and Baby Yoda and the mechanic character itself itself was like a different tone. Like she just seemed a little different than most characters, which I was fine with. Um, right. So I think it was an okay episode. Like I was happy to watch it. Um, I think after like rewatch, I was really excited the first run, and then the second one, I didn't think it held up as much like as excitement, just because like once you see something that you were happy to see. You know, the story itself was kind of okay, you know, compare comparable to like the first three, which I like is my bar of like the Mandalorian. The first three episodes are so far my favorites. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. And then the last itself well. (laughs) Yeah. The last scene, of course, where like, you know, somebody comes and finds, you know, what was it? The tracking would they pick up a tracking beacon or whatever, basically off the. uh the dead sniper and you just saw cape and feet and then you know the internet is going wild uh assuming that it's obviously boba fett which makes no sense <laughs> at all yeah i i don't i don't i'm i'm hoping that's not the case like because boba fett's awesome but I, we have a show I called the mandalorian that's not about boba fett i feel like you bring boba fett in he becomes the man like i i, I yeah uh, i hope it's something else i hope it turns into something good but so, I, I hope it's not boba fett yeah, well, I I just think it's it's the uh, the um, grief cart whatever his name is uh, our Apollo Creed character grief cargo or something like that. Um, and at this point in time, <laughs> you know, I'm never gonna learn their names. At this no, point. no. It's just like, no. well, don't really need to. Um, no. Until they, you know, until they actually give us Mando's real name, which I'm at this point in time thinking it's actually Mando. I'm like, all right, your parents were <laughs> super creative. <laughs> um, it's. It's like people named John Johnson. Sorry, John. Right. Didn't mean to right. offend you. But, you know, like, come on. Come on, Mando Mandalorian. Um, well, what <laughs> overall, what, do you have any other takeaways from, from the episode, which would be, what, episode five? Yeah. Um, one, one thing that struck me as different, uh, and I, I'm struggling for, for the word, because it wasn't there, – there are aspects of it that I was not – thrilled with their aspects of it that i'm like oh that's 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 cool that's interesting and that would be the the tuscan raider sequence like i think that, oh that okay yeah 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 i think i think that that was interesting in that it it helps to paint them as not just a bunch of you know angry barbarians because again that being a person who's who's read additional lore about them like they yes they're you know from from a human perspective they're you know they're brutes and they're barbarians and they just wreck shit and you know that's how they're portrayed in the first movie because the first movie was you know from the perspective of a a a human person on Tatooine but um you know in the lore like they're they're they were there first it's their land and they're you know they've got their own culture they're defending their lands and stuff and i think that this kind of highlighted that a little bit like they're not all just going to immediately crush your yeah, skull in yeah i agree um i i i find it weird that yeah. you know mando knew that that mando and them both had a common like sign language 
and that the Mandalorian would know enough of it to convey what it is they want and know what it is they were after. And like on the second viewing, I paid a lot of attention to their little hand sim signals to be like, is this stuff obvious enough to where it would have conveyed that message? And uh, maybe, I don't know. (laughs) Well, it could be very just simple, simple stuff. Right. Right. And I don't know, maybe in the Star Wars universe, there is like a, a universal sign language. Yeah. In which case, how did the Tusk like it's um, how did the how did the Tuscans know it then? Like it's it's kind of a weird chicken and egg well, situation. Well, you think? But, well, I mean, when the Tuscans like were just yelping and screaming or whatever, like, and I don't know what kind of you know vo- voice boxes or whatever they have, you know, like maybe that is their primary way of communicating. And I mean, maybe the Mandalorian has stronger ties with um, uh, essentially Tatooine than we know. I mean, but then again, like, are the Tusken Raiders anywhere else in the universe? I mean, do you, do you know of uh, are Tusken Raiders essentially just Tatooine based, or are they like Jawas that they can travel around? They have traveled around, you know. I'm led to believe from your that from your your background of playing. I'm led to believe they're indigenous to Tatooine, and they are not keen to leave or travel. Um. Okay. I, again, I you know. I don't know for sure, but that that's the impression that well, I'm under. They, um, yeah. Well, they make up the rules. They can change at any time. So, like, right. even if you did know definitively, yes, in the old, you know, when we played the role-playing game or whatever, they did this. Well, at any point in time, they can change those rules. So right. you're kind of you're kind of fending for you know making a justification on something that we don't. You know, there's no way to know unless the you know <laughs> unless the person who created it all be like, yeah, this is the only way. Um, I'm guessing, you know, like I, I did hear that argument of like, yeah, it's really funny that, you know, he knows all these languages and stuff, but I'm guessing they're, you know, I questioned this before. I'm like, all right, so Han Solo speaks uh, Rodarian or Huskies or whatever you called it before. You know, he also <laughs> speaks Wookiee. He, you know, he, you know, he know like Luke picked up binary pretty easily when he was talking to R2. Like these guys are, um, I mean, they must learn languages pretty darn easy because it seems to me like they could talk to a whole bunch of different species and right. our dumbasses only know how to speak English, you know, like, you know, like their school system was doing it right, figuring <laughs> it out. Like, you know, they were like all about it. And, um, you know, so I suspend my, my belief or disbelief or, or however you want to oh, yeah. when it comes to languages. And I just be like, all right, you know, um, so I didn't even take it as a huge deal. I was more surprised but like oh they're just standing there they're just like hanging out because we were led to believe that like these tuscan raiders are savages and like they beat the hell out of luke you know for no reason or like out of the blue um when he was just kind of hanging out you know and that's basically what they were doing so you know the mandalorian must have uh you know had some you know some ties or have dealt with them in the past that's the only thing because he already knew about their you know their lore and talking about, you know, they're just protecting their land and, and all that jazz. Right. Well, and I got to figure, I mean, yeah, there, there, there's probably where, you know, he's, he's got some basic familiar familiarity that, you know, that they exist and what their deal is. And like my first reaction on the first viewing was, wow, these guys literally just appeared behind them 
from nowhere completely silently like that's yeah. that's a neat trick i don't know how much i buy that on the second <laughs> viewing <laughs> no like, yeah well and the other thing is i'm like he you know they're speeding along on the speeder bikes and he throws up the whole hey stop symbol you know hand signal to to his partner there yeah yeah we're just gonna let that loud truck go speeder um, bike yeah yeah well that was a um, speeder bike you, it was just like, part oh, of the it's the yeah. the fx that we're doing for this podcast that's right high high quality um and i'm like well okay you know banta's pretty big he he you know he maybe he saw stops you know he saw those in the distance and stopped and then he you know dude pulls out his binoculars to look at them and I th- it occurred to me you know the tuscan raiders are you know desert warriors like this is their environment if anybody was going to be able to move completely silently it would be these guys to be like oh they've stopped let's pop out of yeah. the hidey hole and come up on them and also while dude's looking at you know through the binoculars at their deal it would have been real easy for the mandalorian to use his nifty hand signals be like oh hold up fellas we're friends don't beat the crap out of us yet you know and then uh-huh. yeah converse. yeah i mean that that so. i think that is fair i um wouldn't have issues with those uh explanations at all um yeah, I think, uh, you know, overall, I, that was another little throwback that I didn't mention, but I, I did like. I do like seeing, you know, I don't know, maybe I'm just a sucker for that stuff, and I don't take it too serious, but I love seeing some of the old things, and, you know, and it's a combination, like, you can have too much, and then you can also, like, you know, you rely on it too much, and then also, like, not do it at all, and then you, you, you fall back on, like, all right, it doesn't seem familiar to me, you know? Right. Um, so, the combo. Well, and I think that's something that a lot of folk recognize and i think that's also something that that kind of has polarized some of the folk in regards to 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 the show because you know you and i chat about this on oh i don't know seems like every other week basis uh (laughs) you know um and you know in between you know i see stuff on on twitter or, or you know social media there's there's actually another podcast i'm listening to that I'm kind of almost rage listening to. Um, it's, it, it's, well, okay. it's new and it's, I it's, I think it's put out by Entertainment Weekly. And if memory serves, I think it's called like Star Wars okay. Untold Stories. And I'm like, oh, cool, I'll check this out. And I think they've only got okay. like two or three episodes out. And it's one of those that, again, I'm not looking to get super political here, but like, there are people who listen to Rush Limbaugh because that's their jam. And then there are people who listen to Rush Limbaugh who, yeah. are, who are on the absolute opposite side of the fence. And they listen to it almost like I want, I want to listen to something that will piss me off. And they'll listen to it. <laughs> and sure. after, after the first couple of episodes, I'm, I'm going to give the third one a shot. And it's either going to be to where, oh, okay, those first two episodes were an outlier. And, it, and it's cool and I'll listen to this or okay my life is too short I'm, I'm done listening to this podcast or I will end up rage listening to it because it's a couple dudes talking about Star Wars um, <laughs> a lot of it a lot of it's around around okay. the DeLorean and their hot takes are just not quite completely out they're like 172 degrees opposite from where I am on a lot of things and I'm like, really, dude? Okay. Um, All right. And like, 
you know, one one of my one of my one of my buddies, you know, was was talking. Give, give me stuff, an example. Whatever. Give me an example of a hot take. Um, like they give, are. Uh, what to, is one thing that you're like? Uh, um, uh, Put you on the spot. Like, the, like, like they did not like. Well, that's what. Like now that I'm on the spot, I'm gonna have, I'm gonna have a hard time picking up on on one specifically. Um, also, because while when I'm listening to it, I'm sitting there going, "Come on, dude, seriously," you know, and like screaming at the phone, you know, kind of a deal. Mm-hmm. And then you know, the episode yeah. ends, and I move on with life. Like I'm not clinging to this stuff, so it's a little tricky. But like, I think yeah. one of the sure, things I sure. think they they had they had beef with was um like the the big the big fight at the end of uh the what was it second episode with all the mandalorians and the bounty hunter guild and all that and they're like oh it's you know it's sure violent yeah there's no way he could like they were just tearing it apart and i'm like okay you know i i may get obscure and and you know i guess for lack of a better word gripe about things like universal sign language and the Tuscan Raiders, but like I'm also very much you know yeah I'm not really upset. This really doesn't bother me. <laughs> I don't really care, and this is just a quirk thing. Yeah. Whereas these guys were like, I, I like I it, it. I would recommend that you listen to it, but I don't really want to recommend that you listen. It, it's it's a weird thing. Um. But well, to get if to they get too and, passionate about stuff, I don't know. Well, and, and I guess I guess to bring it back around to where I was going originally, like like my friend Jeff was saying, you know, like one of his complaints about the Mandalorian is like, you know, I'm waiting for the plot. I'm like, what? <laughs> He's like, you know, we're yeah. like five, six episodes in and there's not like an overarching like it's just he, he's, he said it's it's like playing Skyrim. But all you ever do are the side missions because all you know, most of most of the Mandalorian, yeah. like they're they're. They're single episodes where he's doing a thing. He's on a different planet. There's a, like a plot for that episode, and then, you know, he's on this this forest moon and he defends this you know this town. And next thing you know, he's doing you know this this bounty hunter thing on Tatooine to get his ship fixed. Like it, it they they all very much do play like side quests, and he's not wrong. But to me, no, I don't such, think he... is that such a terrible thing. Like but... I, okay. <laughs> you know, we've not yet seen a grand well, scheme overarching thing, but I don't know that that bothers me the way it does some people. Yeah, it doesn't bother me. I get it. I mean, but I mean, there's like small pieces like they are giving little clues like, all right, we we have questions already that we don't have answers to yet. And my que- my big thing is like, are they going to have enough time to answer these questions? Uh, for instance, who who was the gentleman or who was the, the feet? It could be a female. Right. We don't know that. Right. Uh, who was the person that, uh, you know, that at the end of this episode? All right. So there's a question there. Like, all right, where did the uh, the rest of the um, where did the rest of the Mandalorians end up going? You know, like there's questions about the Mandalorian tribe in general. Like, what the hell? How does it work? Blah, blah, blah. You know, right. obviously tons of questions about Baby Yoda in terms of, all right, why did they want this baby? You know, what were they trying to do with them? Obviously, like we didn't see the main guy get killed. You know, we saw stormtroopers get killed, so you don't think they're just right. going to give up. Um, you know, so I, you know, we obviously know that uh, uh, Apollo Creed were, or, you know, was, is still alive. So what's right. he going to do? You know, so I feel like there's questions, um, and that is the plot. Like, and he's just doing his thing. You know, 
It's not right. like he has a straight mission because, like, he doesn't know what the hell. To me, I don't think he knows what he's doing yet, you know? Well, no. I mean, well, and I guess that I guess that's the thing to me is why it doesn't really – it doesn't bother me like it does seem on some people. Like, some people – like, this isn't 24. Yeah, it doesn't like, bother it's me not a, It's not a continuous thing. Yeah. Like, it's episodic. Well, and I guess to me, that's more Star Wars than than not because, I mean, Star Wars was inspired by – you know, Flash Gordon serials from back in the back in the day. Yeah. And I mean, I've not watched a ton of old serials, but the general formula is, you know, it's very episodic and they tend to be self-contained because if you'd missed one week, you wouldn't be like this kind of goes straight in in line with that in ways that make perfect sense to me and therefore doesn't bother me. Like, I think it's a matter yeah. of expectations. Yeah. And my expectations, I think, are different than what a lot of other people do. And Well, you know. I think maybe that they're just looking for a more, more tie-in of, like, a, a direct, like, this is what we're trying to do. Like, if, if you're telling me, if I had to explain what the general plot for the whole season is so far, is that the Mandalorian's out and about doing his business. You know, he ends up, uh, he, does, he does a job. Gets paid re- re- very well for a very unknown, crazy, like, you know, very secretive mission. Finds out it's this baby. He relates it to his past. And he is going through this, um, you know, self, you know, monologue or, or, or basically trying to f- figure out what, you know, within himself. He's trying to figure out, you know, why he is connecting to this baby or so forth. And he's trying to figure out, well, all right, I made this decision, which was the right thing to do would not turn the baby over. Now what the hell am I doing? And I think like these episodes are like him trying to figure it out, you know, cause I think oh, yeah. he doesn't know. So I think it's more about him trying to right. figure himself out. And these, each episode is, is a sense him trying to, you know, uh, we're, we're leading a little bit more into his character of who he is and what he does, you know, which we'll talk about on the next episode about like, really this guy's character of what this guy really is right. about, you know, um, which, yeah. you know, nope. We would probably never thought from the first episode where a guy gets completely sawed in half by a, a door, you know. Right. So. Uh, so I don't know. I think this episode was good. I think the whole series has been good so far. I imagine I can only imagine that you're either at work or very close to work. So oh, yeah, probably I, not I, the best of idea to jump into the next episode. No, it's probably going to be the next one because I, I'm not only at work, but came upstairs, plugged in my laptop, went back downstairs, had a cigarette, and I'm now back upstairs again. So yeah, we're I'm gonna wrap this up, and we'll we'll, we'll catch episode uh, episode six um, on another six. commute. There we Sound go. Good? All right, man. Well, thank you, sir. That's and perfect. I will I will I will get back with you, and we will we will tear in episode six here in the future. Sound good? Fantastic. Sweet. Yes. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Toddcast. If you have comments, questions, or topic ideas that you'd like me to chat about, you can let me know via Twitter at CastTodd or email via ToddCastPodcast at gmail.com. Keep in mind that the Todd portions of those usernames are T-O-D with a single D, even though I spell my actual name with two. If you'd like to leave me a voice message that I can air on the podcast, you can either email me a small audio file, or you can use the link in the show notes to leave a message via Anchor. If you've enjoyed this episode, please feel free to share it with your like-minded friends. 
Perhaps you would consider subscribing, following, or marking this podcast as a favorite if you've not yet done so. And of course, reviews and ratings on Apple Podcasts is appreciated. Again, thank you for listening to the Toddcast. 